0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: Harmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up Screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858 Mike Stanley, good morning to you. Um, there was doubt whether it would ever take place, but I think the world is glad that it did. It was very, very good.
1: Yeah, Maureen, uh, Ian, uh, yes, I, I have to agree with you, and yes, I... <laughs> And am pleased um, for our team and our athletes. Um, having uh, you know, There was a lot of speculation about the Olympics, whether they could and should go ahead um, leading into them, but um, they've been done safely, and our athletes have uh, performed brilliantly. So I think uh, everyone's feeling very happy with things.
0: We've seen the New Zealand team win 13 medals uh, in London, Mike, uh, in 2012, 18 in Rio in 2016, now in 2020, although 2021 games... Um, so it's been a gradual improvement the way through. Would you, I, I know it's often an easy to be a bit knee-jerky in these situations where something's just finished, but you class this as our most successful games?
1: Yeah, well, I was asked that question um, earlier today as well. I, I think we we do. Um, you know, I'd say most medals uh, that we've had, and, and with seven gold, that's really um, very close to the the record eight in Los Angeles. Um, and and those games, you know, did have some nations not there. So if you look across the span of the New Zealand, you know, Olympic history, I think this is a real uh, high high water mark for for the Olympic sports in New Zealand.
0: And we diversified quite a lot um, with new sports and, and these games, etc. But you know, we, we got medals and, and boxing and tennis and trampolining. Trampolining. So it wasn't just the old faithfuls that, that carried the flag for it, so to speak.
1: No, that's right. And no, I think uh, you know people really um, you know uh, enjoyed watching those performances. And you know there was a bit of a surprise and delight. Uh, throughout the games we started with Hayden Wild in the, in the triathlon and, and finished with Elise Andrews in the, in the track cycling and amongst that of course the ones you mentioned um, obviously uh, you know, rowing and uh, canoe sprint um, you know, produced uh, a lot of our gold medals and hats off to their, those sports obviously they've got some outstanding individuals within them but very good systems as well
0: uh, obviously some very good coaching staff uh, filtering through and these are not just flukes these things these are built on a lot of hard work and, and a lot of effort of course. Uh, the, the funding model, Now, of course uh, the high performance funding model is basically one that's uh, it's, it's rewarding performance as opposed to looking forward at potential. Um, what do you think of that model and, and is that how you're going to look at it going forward?
1: Well, that's not something the Olympic Committee does. Obviously, that's a um, it's done by High Performance Sport New Zealand, and it's a bit of um, it is a bit of what you said in in terms of a reward based system. But it, it's, it is an investment model, so they do look at the fundamentals of the sport, and uh, what their coaching uh, group looks like, uh, what their uh, talent development looks like, and then where they are sitting in terms of their competitiveness against um, you know against the, the best in the world. Uh, and then they, they choose the ones they really feel are going to be able to give a sustainable success. Um, there has been some diversification of that. So there are now some, uh, there's an aspirational fund that um, smaller sports and individual athletes uh, can access as well. So there's a broadening out of that and, and that's been happening for a wee while and that's, you know, some of the reason why we've got 11 sports now with, um, with medals uh, at these Olympic Games.
0: Surely the, they must consult with some of your people, though. I mean, you're the committee, the Olympic committee, and that, that's the direction everyone's sort of heading in the same direction. So is, is there a consultation process involved with how you sort of divvy up?
1: Um, no, not not at that point, really. Obviously, um, you know, we, we are um, highly integrated at games time. And so uh, all the intelligence that's gained at games time uh, comes, you know, both the Olympic Committee and, and to High Performance Sport New Zealand, but um, in terms of the uh, day-to-day um, sort of preparation of, of our athletes, that's a, a relationship very much between High Performance Sport New Zealand and, and the national sports organisations and their high-performance programs, and you know they, that, that's that's their area of specialty. Ours is really about the games time delivery um and and other things around our olympic mandate which is education inspiring young people and those sorts of things so we don't we don't try to get into um you know get two people two, two organizations into the same space we play our our roles very very effectively in new zealand and that's why i think we're one of the reasons why we're very successful
0: so mike stanley in terms of getting things going and getting them on track you've really only got a three-year window this time around. Normally you have four, so it's going to be a quicker process. Uh, One of the pluses I've uh, noticed so far or haven't noticed is anyone saying uh, from a participation point of view that they've retired or they won't be there. So uh, we can sort of expect the nucleus of this team just three years down the track in Paris might be pretty close.
1: Yeah, that's that's certainly, I think, um, you know, the three-year... Uh, time period is is both a challenge, but it's also an opportunity, particularly for those athletes, perhaps who are a little more advanced in their career to say, well, actually, I could see myself doing that. Um, And as you say, there's been no um, no announcements. I think Val's perhaps uh, you know raised the question about whether she might be there, Um, but others I think you know are really eyeing the the competition schedule and what it offers for them. That'll be sort of one of the challenges with with the COVID environment is how people you know continue to have those competition opportunities and and prepare for those games. But I think our um, our team at the NZOC are actually uh, on a Paris call. next week. So, you know, it really is becoming a, a, a focus for us.
0: Mike, these games, uh, I look at these games and often you, you talk about camaraderie and the friendships that develop, not just between your own team, but opposition teams, other countries, etc. But I look at this as uh, games of camaraderie, you know, people sharing gold medals, people helping each other off the track, um, you know, people helping each other. And uh, all sorts of various areas, because uh, they've also they've had to be a bit more inclusive, because the outside side of things has not been such a big factor.
1: Well, I think you I think you're dead right. I think you know also I think um, you know the, perhaps the, the the COVID environment has has just um, allowed people to talk a little bit more about their inner feelings and and a, a bit more deeply about things rather than the sort of you know. Um, uh, Q and A we might get at normal you know sports con- uh, press conferences for example you know there's a little bit more being revealed about people and um, and and then there's the the, the- factor that you talked about in terms of um, hey, we haven't got spectators around us and it's something that Robin Wardell talked about as well, there's not friends and now aren't there so actually we've got to look at ourselves as as our now, if you like and um, the New Zealand team very effectively um, turned that into a point of strength I believe
0: I know you have to be very diplomatic with this answer but I've got to ask you, your favourite moment, your, fa- your favourite New Zealand uh success at the games
1: well that is that is a difficult one but um, you know I just want to acknowledge obviously Lisa Carrington and her um, three splendid medals but you know I'm a rower um, Ian and seeing men's and women's eights uh, on the on the medal taus uh, in one day within you know an hour of each other um, was a pretty special moment uh, for an old rower
0: I'll bet it was uh, which leads me to uh one of my last questions just how good Hamish Bond to be able to get from one boat to another boat uh, and then also to be the inspiration behind that terrific men's eight gold medal
1: yes well he he was a a very wise head in a in a relatively young boat uh in many ways and um Look, I don't think we can underestimate how much influence uh, Hamish had uh, on that performance. But he himself, you know, it, it also acknowledged he, he learned a lot and got a lot of, out, of, out of the young guys in, in the boat as well. So um, a bit going both ways, but look, he's uh, a wonderful Olympian and that was um, a, a crowning performance, I, I, I would say. Mike
0: Stanley, uh, a job well done by the team, extremely well done by the team, a job well done by the Olympic Committee, putting it all together and coming out through adversity. Uh, Thanks very much for your time this morning, Uh, and uh, we look forward to the preparations uh, for the next one. Not too far away in Paris, eh?
1: Yeah, thanks, Ian. No, pleasure.